friends that at least um, are familiar with this team. It's one of the cover teams. This was composed by Ludwig van Beethoven. We call him Beethoven. In the 14th century. Years, years, years gone. It still being studied as exceptional music. And he, Beethoven, is considered as one of the greatest composers of all time. What's the point? Talk about excellence. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, today teach us your word. Enlighten us, direct and lead us. May we receive your word to run the race that you've called us to do. And above all, may your name be pleased. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray for an answer prayer. Amen. Speaking on a theme, the chariots of iron, six seals of excellence. The chariots of iron, six seals of excellence. As a church, this is our year of excellence. We're looking at the chariots of iron, six seals of excellence, or six proofs of excellence. How would you know that this is a man or woman of excellence? What typifies their attributes? What do they do? And how can we also exemplify a life of excellence in whatever we do as church members, church workers, as businessmen, as workers, entrepreneurs, as students? Where we find ourselves to be, how can we be known as men, women of excellence? Aristotle said that we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but habit. Because we are what we repeatedly do. So excellence is not an act, not one off act or something, but is a habit. Something we cultivate over time. Something we do professionally. What then is excellence? Excellence is doing something exceptionally well. Doing something exceptionally well. Be known for something outstanding. Not just an outstanding. Beyond the normal. Beyond great. Excellence. Excellence comes with a cost. You need to pay the price to be a man or woman of excellence. So the six seals of excellence will expand on the strategies, traits of ordinary men, biblical characters, and people like you and I who have lived a life of excellence. And how can we also live a life of excellence in our lives show the proof that we've been with God, we've encountered Jesus, and our lives is different. Let's turn to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 17, verse 16. Joshua chapter 17, verse 16. And it reads, And the children of Joseph said, The hill is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron. Both they who are of Bethshean and her towns, and they who are of the valley of Jezreel. Key phrase that we're looking at is chariots of iron. Chariots of iron. And they said that, the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron. Underline that in your heart and in your mind. What is chariots of iron? Judges chapter 4 verse 3. Judges chapter 4 verse 3. 
And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had nine hundred chariots of iron. In 20 years, he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. Our focus here, they had 900 what, chariots of iron. 900. This time, the number has increased. Let's go back to Joshua chapter 17. Let's read verse 18. Our focus is on chariots of iron. What is chariots of iron? But the mountain shall be thine, for it is a wood, and thou shalt cut it down, and the outgoings of of it all shall be thine, for thou shalt drive out the Canaanite, though they have iron chariots. Our focus is here. Though they had what? Iron chariots. They had something. It means they, these people were indomitable. They are strong. They were mighty. They had something. Though they had something that they that were fighting that they couldn't fight, you could. That is chariots of iron. Now, chariots of iron here represents men of valor, men of excellence, of mighty power, strength, and authority. Men of excellence, mighty power, strength, and authority. Chariots of iron. There's been chariots in history, and there are chariots. And I even I believe that the chariot of fire that Lasha prayed for his servant to see is chariot of iron. Because then, God always uses images, things we are familiar with. Because they were afraid of chariots of iron, God showed him chariot of fire. Iron is made of what? Fire. So something great and mighty that this is great. So chariot of iron, strength, power, authority, excellence. Excellence. So these men had chariots of iron. And men of Judah struggled to fight them. Because they are something the point here, if you have excellence, you have something that the world desire and need. How can you and I become men and women of excellence? Church members, church workers, entrepreneurs, students, in every walks of our life. Let's look at the six seals or proof of excellence. The first most important one. The first most important one. There's a character I want to ask to look at quickly. It might not relate to what we're doing. Like I mentioned, that men of iron are men of authority, of power, of excellence. And we want to become men, chariots of iron. The first most important seal or proof of someone who is excellent or someone pursuing excellence, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, it reads, For this very reason, you must make every effort, and besides this, giving all diligence, add your faith, virtue, and to virtue knowledge. The version I read says, For this very reason, you must make every effort to supplement your faith with moral character, your moral character with knowledge. The very first critical proof or seal of excellence is character moral character the other version says that now for this very reason also applying all diligence in your faith supply moral excellence and in all your moral excellence knowledge moral excellence moral character character is a foundation on which we build success in life moral excellence 
to some of us we might be excellent in one area or the other in our lives in our work in the business we might be doing well in education but other areas may be lacking all of us seated here are lacking excellence in one area or the other in our lives and we need to go back and scripture says that come up Peter step up your game go a little bit higher again for excellence is necessary for growth so we need to become men and women of excellence and the primary thing we must work on is our character moral excellence there are a number of successful people quote-unquote in the world however they don't have moral excellence their character is lacking they can make money as much as they can they can do great things but they lack what moral excellence character and as believers that is our foundation we don't need to find even proper sundays and look good and smile and all that but when you go back to school work we are not men and women of moral excellence our character needs to be very important we need to become men and women of integrity in church in the room in the house in the offices we stand for something because we are men of character and that's what is required as christians moral excellence character the question i'm asking again is are we men and women of character moral excellence do we cut corners because that is the most important foundation that we need to become men and women to prove that we are excellent because you can be successful in all that whatever success means but if you are not a man or woman of character as scripture says in the last day God says but tell who be you I don't know you character is the foundation of our success so that's the very first important proof that this is a man or woman pursuing or a man or woman of excellence the second most important proof of excellence but that typify men who have been or done great things over the years there's a sportsman who had played for Southampton in London years back named Max Leticia like I'm not a football fan I don't mean like soccer and all that but for the records of his outstanding performance sportsmen say that this man Matt Leticia never missed a penalty that out of the 48 shots he had taken all this in his career he missed only one for 47 times kick score kick net kick net what does this show us what does this tell us tell this man is a man of precision so the second most important proof or traits of excellence i call it clarity that focus precision i know where i'm going i know what i stand for a double-minded person scripture says we move we toss you can achieve success or standing performance focus clarity so the first is character if you have character next work on clarity clarity stands stand, centered around our purpose in life as a believer what is your center of assignment what i've been called to do what god has assigned you to do i say that the fact that you can do something doesn't mean you are called to do it so find what is that giftings what is that area that you can pursue excellence in it that will please the lord what is that thing clarity clarity focus follow one course onto successful clarity what is that one thing i suppose there's one thing that i do what is that one thing you do well yeah you may be lacking in certain areas but what is that one thing you do well what's that one thing they can call you for excellence speaks of clarity focus precision 
we are celebrating 35 years of ministry with Dr. Otabel. For all these years, clarity knows where you stand for. Ministry line, clarity, purpose. So the question again is, as a church member, as a church worker, in your various departments, what do we stand for? Do we have the character, typifying believers, moral excellence? In our workplaces, are we known for excellence in terms of character? What does our character speak? Or we say things, but we don't lift up the explanation. That is integrity. It's very essential. Character, precision. That he never missed. He never missed. He never missed. What area in your life that we say you will never miss? I will never miss church. I will never miss this ministry. I will never. Never. Mention the old table I had mentioned in the last few sermons delivered. It said that for all these status five years, he has never repeated a sermon the same way. No, never. Not in any place. Precision. Character. Purpose. That this is what I stand for. This is what I'm pursuing in life. This is critical. Man of precision. We know the story about David and Goliath. That he had killed or slaughtered Goliath with just one stone. Just one. Out of the five that he had picked. One. That's precision. Clarity. Shoot. Point. Shoot. Target. Hit. What area in your life that you can say, I can close my eyes and play. I can do this effortlessly because I've worked on myself. I've set myself apart from the pile. Excellence speaks. Excellence. Which area in your life would you see? If there's nothing like that, it means you're losing focus. It means you're losing focus. Your precision is not working accurately. There's something missing. Because we can't be average all around. It means you've not encountered Jesus. In the area of your assignment, in that area of your business, in your life, that excellence must speak. That precision must be there. For this is you. Men of character. Men of precision and of excellence. It is also told of a story um, one judge I chanced on as I was reading, his name is Gerald Leonard Spence. Gerald Leonard Spence. Gerald is a semi-retired American trial lawyer. He's a member of the American Trial Lawyers Hall of Fame. Spencer has never, listen, he has never lost a criminal case, either as a prosecutor or defense attorney. Let's end here. He has never lost a case never lost a case area of excellence excellence in his career in your career in your area what do you say that you have been that transition has the third traits or proof or seal of excellence that is commitments commitments Commitment says that I'll do it anyway. Even if I don't have what it takes, I'll make it happen. Commitment says whether I do or die, I'll do it. Commitment says church start at 7, I'll be here like 6.45. Commitment. Commitment says if nobody's rehearsing, I'll sing in my bedroom and come and sing. Commitment says this is my area. I'll give all out in that area. Commitment. Commitment doesn't give excuses for excellence. 
commitment will not say, but I don't have this. Joshua was giving skills. I don't have this. I can. Commitment doesn't give excuses. Excuse your excuses. Find ways to make it happen. Commitment. I will do it anyway. I will build the temple. I will do it. I'm committed to God's assignment. Whether rain or shine, I will do it. Until you come to that level, you will not become a man or woman of excellence. If you do it as and when, anybody who does anything as and when, occasionally, is not a man or woman of excellence. Excellence requires commitment, devotion. As Paul said, the leaders must be devoted to the work of the teachings of the gospel. Are we devoted church workers, church members, students of life, devoted, committed? Luke 6, 9, Luke 6, Luke 9, 62. Jesus was having a church chat with his um, disciples. And something came up. Luke 9, 62. Luke 9, 62. He says, and Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Commitment. Once I've started this work, I will finish it. Once I've started this building, I'll complete it. Commitment. I'll complete my education. The fact that I'm not there, I'll find a way to make it happen. Commitment. Commitment to excellence. Commitment. That you don't start and look back. You don't start and say, Charlie, no, not this time. I'm sold out to the kingdom work. I'll do it. Yes, fangs are difficult. Yes, you'll be criticized. Yes, not come easy. This is commitment. This is an assignment. In your field, in your job, do we have that commitment to make it happen? Oh, rain. Let's keep this. Let's keep that. Commitment. Are you willing to go the extra mile? Scripture says that the, the virgins, the five ones had picked extra oil. They were committed to the assignment. So watch your cry. Yeah, maybe can. They'll wait because I'm committed to see the bridegroom. Uncommitted is delaying. God has not given me a child. I'll find other ways. I'm not having this. I'll do this. You are not committed to the faith. So every wing of doctrine, whatever is doing well, hey, this business money day inside, you move. You are not committed to tax. Like the second point said, uh, clarity. Focus means stay at it till you succeed. Commitment. Devotion to the assignment. Commitment. You still... If you come to rehearsal at one Saturday, I will know. Let me, I'll go for Commitment is I'll sure up, come out with me. Because I believe this is part of my calling, my gift to the body of Christ. Commitment. Commitment means I'll take whatever it takes and make sure that things are working in my department. Commitment. Commitment says even when I left two or three ushers, I'll be, I'll do my best at that area. Commitment. That once you say, I'm in this department, you are sold out. No excuse. No excuse, whatever. Because you won't make things happen. If someone is committed to setting his career for all these years, never lost a case. Level of commitment. Level of precision, accuracy. That's what we need. Commitment. Bible says, and Daniel prayed. He constantly prayed. Though the devil was resisting his prayers, he kept praying. 
do you keep praying? Do you keep doing when the storms of life wave in? Or you stop and seize and complain? Or compare? Commitments. That if God has said it, he would do it. Whether a thousand years or it's God's word, he fulfilled. But I'm committed to this. The fourth seal or proof of excellence. I call it comradeship. In fact, all, all the six proofs and seals are C, C, C. Character, clarity, commitment, comradeship. Comradeship refers to that friendliness, relationship. So we talk about relationship markets. And this age, banks are focused on relationship marketing. It's no longer mass advertisement. But how can I give you a relationship manager? How can I get someone to relate to you? Great and successful leaders are people oriented. They care about people. Relationship. And in this age, relationship is the bedrock of success. They say whom you know, but who knows you is more important. If you build your expertise, someone will know you. It's very important. That how do you relate with people? How do we connect with people in our lives, in our business, as church members? Are we um, meaning in this? No, once you're sold out to the body of Christ, we are one body in Christ. No class, no level in the body of Christ. We are one. Because we are saved by one thing, the blood. It's the same blood. No one, it's the same blood. So you relate with people. In your department, how is your level of relationship like? Are you the one causing a lot of problem in that department? In that committee? Are you a people person? Do you, you put people above what you're supposed to do or just personal gains and needs? Relationship. And in, that, in life, one of the examples I, I used as a good man or leader with good human relation, without regardless of his stature, I mentioned Jerry John Rollins. He go to the zongo place, do whatever with the guys, clean the gardens, do whatever. No go instruct them. He's part of them. People identify with him. Jesus sat at with them. Relationship. Great leaders are people of good relationship. Church members, church leaders. It's people. Scripture says our gift is to edify the body of Christ. It's not for you, for others. Our gift. Same way in the world, great brands are brand focused on people, they care about people. So how are you relating with people in your workplace as well? In wherever you find yourself to be, you say a way or a some way be. If Christ isn't you, barriers are broken. You love, you show love commitment to the things that you do. So comradeship is very important. Build relationship. It's very important. Build relationship. Key relationship is very important to our success, to become men of excellence. Key relationships. It's said that one of the greatest artists of all time is Michelangelo. 
If you don't know Michelangelo, let me give you an image to that's the image. Do you see the um, it's popular? It's called is is the sculpture of David. It's a naked man, and you know, I think the media guys may have it. That's, it's all of us might have chanced on it before. That is a sculpture of David. That was done by uh, an artist called Michelangelo. This I think all of us have seen this somewhere somehow before. So a story behind this. This was carved out of a, a huge marble, huge stone. And he said, this is David. He is the first person to be able to sculpture something like this. Detailed. This is very huge. About him, not just huge. This is what Michelangelo did. And he said that he did everything with commitment and detail oriented. Everything. Whatever Michelangelo did was detailed. You can read about him. Later, when he was painting the Sistine Chapel, there was a part of um, the angels that fell behind. That was not so obvious to people. Like when you look up, you can't really see. Until you. This part, nobody will see. Let's do it fast, fast. We are building. Charlie, this part where I did rest, but nobody will see. We will cover them. Okay? So let's, let's just leave it and go. But he said that if nobody sees, God sees. God will see. Don't paint it a pattern men cannot see. Above all, the person, the giver of the gifts, the assignment who called me, he is going to see. So how am I going to do that? Do that so well. So consistently, the fifth, the fifth proof or seal of excellence is consistency. So constantly, consistently, he had decided to become a man of detail, that every piece of his work, detail. Now, in the area of assignments, how do we present our works? Nobody they see. Let's forget. Let's do this. Nobody's seeing. So the part that nobody's seeing, what do we do there? What do you do when nobody's watching? That's a test of integrity, our commitment, and our character. Character, when we see you in public, dress fine, suits, nice socks and lace and all kambu, fine, look good. But character, 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 character of consistently proving excellence. Character. Let's read scripture. Colossians 3, one of my favorite verses. Colossians 3, 23. Colossians 3, 23. Says, and whatever ye do, do it with excellence, heartily, as the Lord, as to the Lord, not unto men. Don't seek the applause of men, but the approval of God. So, in our chosen field, constantly, we should do whatever we do, heartedly, excellently, with commitment to who? Jehovah God Almighty, not to head pastor, not to deacon, not to department head, or not to because my boss they show up today, we are doing all this thing or something. But that is a lifestyle that I would do it well. I'm constantly doing this well. When you read Daniel chapter 6 verse 3, let's look at Daniel 6 3. Talk about Daniel as being one of the men typified for excellence. And 
if you study the book of Daniel, you realize that even before they called Daniel and his boys, there were certain criteria they had called for. Shall a life not be fair? So at this point, you may be asking, why do we need excellence in our life? Why is it need? Because, you know, we, we are men of excellence, but I, I don't think I need it. Firstly, God is a God of excellence, and he's calling us to live a life like his. So it's a calling, it's a command, it's a commitment as Christians to live a life of excellence. Two, excellence make you top of mind when you're thinking of something, product or service, person to do something well, they are thinking of you. When you read 1 Samuel 16, 17, it asks that you should get someone who does something so well. 1 Samuel 16, 17. They're doing it so well. So when you do things so well, you become what? Top of mind. And Saul said unto his servant, provide me now a man that can play well. Tell somebody, play well. Whatever your field of assignment is, whatever ministry, department belong to, play well. Say what? Play well. Consistently play well. Don't settle. Your last success should not be where you are. Move to the next level. That is it. Excellence. Don't rely on past glories. I used to be. I used to do this. I used to. It's important. But now, what are you doing? Doing it still well. As Dr. Otawa said, for all these years, he ensured that his sermons are better than previous. Never settling. Never coasting. Never arriving. Till the trumpet sounds or till we are called to glory. Excellence. Commitment to tax. The third thing excellence will do for you that excellence will bring you affluence. Affluence. Wealth. Now the person that plays well will be paid well. Plays well will be paid well. In every society, those who do well are highly paid. They are highly paid footballers. In any field that we belong to, look at it. Look at it. There are always people who are, who are well paid. Why? What is wrong? Excellence is one of the traits of, of people like that. Excellence. Constantly doing it well. Well. Whatever you've been given, do it well. So when you do become a man of excellence, and the last night excellence give. Excellence attracts. And as believers, I tell Christians that excellence is a tool of evangelism. That's what I was telling my friend that, let's face this. This huge, we've not completed, but let's face it. This is not completed. I bet you there have been people in this area who are just walking because of the building. They're just walking because of the building. So this, this is a tool of evangelism. Excellence. If you do it so well, you get attention. That leads us to our last seal or proof of excellence. And before you help me, we're going to read First Kings chapter ten, verses one through to twelve. Let's look at the last proof or seal of excellence.
First Kings chapter 10 from 1. Now when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. Okay, so let me pick one part of it. So when the queen of Sheba did what? Heard. In those years, days, seeing mostly is the last thing. They will hear there's a prophet in town. Some prophet, some will be there somewhere. They will hear rumors or good news. They will hear. But in this age, they will see mostly first before they hear. Or concurrently, they will hear and see. Take note, please. Let's move on. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, with camels that bore spices, very much gold, and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. Okay, let me pick one, one part here again too. I was, I was singing about the, the benefit of excellence. Because King Solomon was living an excellent life, Queen of Sheba didn't go empty. She went with a gift, not just a lot of things. That's a, your, 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 your seal of excellence will cause men to give to you, to do business with you, to hire you, to recommend you. That's excellence. They will come with their gifts. They will, you become highly sought after. Business person, student, that is excellence. It attracts. So if you are not living excellent in that area of your life, you realize that there are certain things but excellence will just, you can't hide it. Scripture says you can't light a candle and put it under. No, a candle is not for under table. It's for on top. Excellence cannot be hidden. They will see. They will hear. Please move on. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters and their apparel, his cupbearers, and his entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Amen. Let's pause here. This part talks entirely about church organization. You not have the other way. When the queen of Sheba heard, she came to test and see. People will hear about prayer temple. They will hear about Pastor Dan. They will come and experience. They will come and see. In our jobs, in our business, they might have heard of you. They might see on social media, Snapchat, Instagram, your product they be. But when they purchase, will they find what you said it was now when the queen of sheba walks in here today this day what will she see bible said that when the queen of sheba walked in to solomon's church in quotes he saw the protocol well done ushers well aligned orderly he saw everything nicely arranged well done visual imagination the curtain the backdrop instrumentalist everything was on point that's what she saw. She heard, but she came to see the exact thing. And scripture says that it was it overwhelmed her. What she saw was even more than what was what described. And the question for you and I again is this: in our businesses, in our departments, in our ministry, when the queen of Sheba comes unannounced, 
What will she find? What will she find? Excellence. The Queen of Sheba saw everything. He saw character, he saw order, he saw uh, precision, he saw everything that King Solomon had done. Everything. Church gathering, everything. Music, sound was so clear and good. The ushers ushered them well. They, they ordered them properly. The, the outfit was good. Everything was fine. The choir ministered greatly. That's what Queen of Sheba saw. And every day we encounter Queen Sheba in our lives. The point is, Queen Sheba comes, but thou knowest not. You have no idea who is watching you, who is looking up to you. That are you a man of character, of integrity? Are you focused on your assignment, your calling? Are you doing that well with commitment, with excellence? Are you relating with people well? They are watching. In this age, they will watch. There will be rumors. There will be true. They will be, watch. But when they come and they test you, will they find that experience? Will they find the prayer in prayer temple? Will they see the ushers doing well? Will they see the sound doing well? Will they see the... I mean, every department working. Ask yourself, in your department, are you living that standard? In your workplaces as well. If it's impromptu auditing, supervisors are coming, will they say, hmm, and they ain't name because wherever. Or it's become a lifestyle, a habit, as Aristotle said, that excellence is a habit. That in an area of assignments and giftings and calling, we can't settle for less than excellence. God requires that we need to become women and men of excellence. For Queen Sheba is all over the place, all over Agbogba, all over North Legon. They will walk in any time. They want to come and experience. In your work, in your shop, they will come. You, you have no idea who you encounter. But will they find the food on this table? Correct on point. The season of the servants, ushering, you know, all that. The apparel, the outfits, your attire, does it look good? Do we dress well? Is that appealing? And above, do we smell well as well? And all this. It's cupbearers, you know, protocol, armor bearers, and it's entryway, the loans, you know, everything is church organization. All this Solomon did on point. Please, can you carry on for us? I want to read the last one. Then she said to the king, It was true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. Now I I came to test. I came to see. I've seen it all. It is true. When they order your product on Instagram, when it gets delivered, is it the same thing that you promise? Brand integrity, product, do you have that? Or you just do and get things edited and put online, but it's not the same quality. Moral excellence. That's your, that, that's, that, that's, your spirit says you should do this. Oh, the accident catch and it will be you, will be you. You're covering up. Excellence, that's it. Scheme things. I'll show you a story. It's like when I was printing this book, like I said, I've done book for a decade now. And I was asking, okay, they are hardly hardcover bound books, you know. Most 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 of them we call them paperbacks, you know, they are soft. Yeah. These ones are quite expensive to produce. And if you don't get a good person to produce, it doesn't look that good. Maybe if you flip your mind, you can write some Bibles when you start pulling, they start pulling out easily. You know, they are hard keys. I just can't stay for years. So I was asking that how can I get very good hard keys? I got two reports. One gentleman said that I can do the 
hardcover for you for eight Ghana cities. That sounds cool, Charlie. Hardcover eight Ghana cities. Just a cover, not the printing of the book. Then I inquired about another gentleman. He says, for doing the cover, I'll take 50 Ghana cities. Charlie, that one is huge pound. 50 Ghana cities just for cover. Printing, binding, not yet in. That is so expensive. So I was thinking, consistently doing books 10 years, do you settle for less or because you want to give something out? I said, okay, no, I'll go for the 50 Ghana. And my other guy said, yes, that guy is what's good. He does his work well. So his pricing, don't go there. So the idea was that come next 10, 20 years, five years, if somebody still have this, would it be as solid as it is or to start flipping out? I don't want to stand for less than excellence. So I paid for high cost of producing, giving that guy 50 cities just for the cover. The point is, do we cut corners just to make gains for gain's sake? Excellent speaks. Verse 7, however, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half was not told me your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I had. Please, next verse. I like 11, 12. Let's move to the next verse. I think they are finished. Next verse. Okay, next verse. Okay. Next verse. You can see the gift and all that. Next 12. And the king made steps of the arm of wood for the house of the Lord and for the king's house also harps and string instrument for singers they never again came such arm of wood nor has the like been seen till this day the last verse 13 now King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired Whatever she asked, beside what Solomon had given her according to the royal generosity. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. She saw, she came, it was approval, things were right, she went with extra giftings. When people encounter us, what do they leave with? She encountered King Solomon, she left with gifts, wisdom. When people encounter you, though you've encountered Christ Jesus, what do they leave? Do they see excellence? Or do they, they, don't, they don't feel anything? The last proof or seal of excellence, I call it canvas. Canvas, that's all we've been talking about. That is appearances, outlook, presentation. Appearances. Scripture says that men will look at outward appearance. The other one, Pastor, will preach about it. Man, me, I will see, they will see, they will see this building, they will walk in here. They see how you dress. Oh, are you a banker? Are you this? They will see. When they come, they see the ushers. Are they well dressed? Mm, the, 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 what do they see? Visuals impact our lives more than any other thing. Men are visual beings. So our presentation needs to be excellent, on point, crystal clear. If you're dressing good on point, Good, because visuals is very important. 
every aspect is important. Visuals. She saw, and this age they will see. They see you dress, they see you talk, they see you do this. What does it represent? Is there excellence? Is there Christ in that? If we have none of this, we've lost our integrity, we've lost our character, we've lost our precision, our clarity, our commitment, our comradeship. We've lost all these things. But to become chariots of iron and men of excellence require us to do all these things. Men of character, clarity, precision, purpose, direction, focus, goal, commitment, consistency. When we do all these things well, then we can show proof that I know that he or she is a man of excellence. Today the question is, are we becoming these great men of excellence? At this moment, let's close our eyes. For all of us lack excellence in one area or the other, the other. And the most challenging part is if it's in your area of assignment and you lack excellence, you've lost the fight, you've lost your impact and influence. Today we are praying that God grant us that desire to go back and become men and women of excellence, to become chariots of iron, formidable, strong, valor, energy to do your well in assignment, in our business, in our education, in our department, wherever we find ourselves to be, excellence should be our hallmark. Father, in the name of Jesus, today lead us right as we step foot out of here. And we shall have this as a burden in our heart that in the area of our assignment and our giftedness, we shall become men and women of excellence. That the world may come and see and experience that we've encountered Jesus. That your name will be glorified and above all the souls will be saved. And we have a cause to give you thanks when we return the second coming. In the name of Jesus Christ, I we prayed. Amen. And remember that as the queen of Sheba comes, someday another king will come. Are you prepared? God bless you.